What is good, guys? Welcome to Top House Sports, where we analyze and break down sports games from the week, as well as our reactions and predictions for this upcoming week. I'm Hansel Chu, along with Katie Mutemit, and we have a lot to talk about, so let's get started. And first, let's talk about the Thursday night matchup for tonight, where we have the Dolphins against the Bengals, and the Bengals are at home. It's a very great matchup. Who do you have taking this game? Okay, well, diving into this game, we know that these two are supposed to be contenders, but what we've seen out of the Bengals to start the season they're just not there. Whether it's their defense lacking or simply they're just not what they were last season. Maybe they just had a f- run and they're just not able to replicate it. But overall, looking at it, I have seen the Dolphins over the course of the year so far just outperform every opponent. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not expecting anything different for this game. So who do you have taking this game? I have the Dolphins with a prediction of them winning 31 to 28. Interesting. I have an upset, a major upset alert on Thursday night. I have the Bengals finally taking down the undefeated Dolphins. The Dolphins will get their first loss on the season. The Bengals will win, and here's my here's my prediction why. So, at times the Dolphins offense looks a little sluggish. They look stagnant. They're not able to get plays down the field. We saw last week against this Bills defense that they weren't able to drive down the field. Jalen Waddle had a great game, but everyone else was a little lackluster, non-performing. Another big reason why I don't think the Dolphins are going to win this game, Tua has pretty much has a lot of injuries on his hand right now. He has that concussion. We don't know if it's an actual concussion yet, but he's going through concussion protocol. Um, just this week, he's been saying that he has back injuries as well, ankle injuries. So right now, two is a little hammered down right now. Because of that, he's not going to be at full strength, which gives the Bengals a great advantage on the offensive side because now they have Joe Burrow healthy, Jamar Chase healthy, T. Higgins is back healthy, Tyler Boyd. We still know that those three wide receiver trios held this team to the Super Bowl, carried them to the Super Bowl, and because Tua is not healthy, their offense is not able to, you know, match the offense of the Bengals, which I think is going to be a big factor why the Bengals are going to win this game. And I, I see it, honestly. Like, it's there's definitely a chance for the Bengals to take this. Is they, They're coming into the season, ex- like, with expectations to go back to where they were. And this team is imp- has improved, not gotten any worse. So their record doesn't show the team's true position in the AFC. And... One thing I did want to bring up is the beef between Tyreek Hill and Eli Apple. Oh, man. Um, I am very intrigued to see how those two are going to play against each other. I know Eli Apple has a bit of a reputation for not not having the best coverage on star-studded wide receivers, but Tyreek Hill did struggle last week, and so we never we don't know how it's going to be, but I'm excited for that matchup. I mean, that Bengals environment in Cincinnati is crazy. We saw that in... Only the one game they played at home, but in that game at home, my God, that stadium was the rocky. It was, was crazy. Yeah. And now it's a Thursday night primetime game against the undefeated Dolphins. I'm pretty sure those fans are super stoked, super hyped to see an upset for the Bengals to take down the Dolphins at home, make them not undefeated anymore. But I also want to touch down the Bengals defense. Trey Henderson won Player of the Week on the AFC for Defensive Player of the Week. And Trey Henderson, he was underrated from the New Orleans Saints came over last year to Cincinnati and he was stellar over what 13 14 maybe even 15 sacks on the season last year last se- last game he had like what three sacks a force fumble something like that so he's been playing great um that pass rush is really going to get to Tua if Tua's not healthy he's going to be a little 
immobilized, maybe not able to step up as quickly, like escape the pocket as fast as he could normally. So because of that, this Bengals defense will put a lot of pressure. But the Dolphins, they have weapons. They have Tyreek. They have Waddle. They're super, super, super fast. So maybe they adjust their game plan a little bit with maybe running shorter routes, use them in more open space, and let them have the ball so they could use their speed to you know, take down this defense. Yeah. And the Bengals secondary does a little looks a little suspect, I'm not going to lie. Jesse Bates is their only big star on defense. So you know, if the Bengals could really shut down um, the offensive weapons of Tyreek and Jalen Waddle, which is easier said than done, easier said than done. But if they could contain him, I believe the Bengals offense would be able to carry this Bengals team through. And one difference, no, no, one notable difference that the Bengals have entering the season is that they haven't upgraded O line. Um, the Dolphins' defense has been stellar so far, and their defensive line has been nothing short of amazing. But they're going to face a challenge in the new newfound Bengals' offensive line, and I think that if the O line holds their own, then Burrow's going to have enough time to get it to his receivers. So there's not going to be a challenge at all. And I'm not worried about the O-line. They've been... <laughs> honestly, the, the Bengals' offense isn't that good still. I don't know what happened. Those offseason acquisitions didn't really help for some reason because Joe Burrow is still, like, top three quarterback sacked in this season already. So, no, I'm not worried about that because last year against the Titans, he had nine sacks and, what, they still won. Mm-hmm. So, I'm not worried about that. Joe Burrow should be okay. His ability to escape the pocket, you know, step up, escape, find his receivers. It's one of the top... One of the best players in the league to do that. So I think that he should be fine. And I, I have one prediction that I think is going to happen in this game. Um, both of these teams, I've done some research, and I know that both of these teams on the defensive side of things with special teams, they're a bit lackluster. And I am going to say right now, I believe, I don't know which team, but I think there will be one touchdown through special teams in this game. Interesting. So like a blocked punt? or Blocked a- punt or just a kick return. Interesting. That's not a bad take. That's not a bad take. Okay. So we have the Thursday night game, Dolphins against the Bengals. Kaden has the Dolphins winning. I have the Bengals winning. So we'll see later on after today's. So let's move on to the Sunday games where we have a lot of great matchups. And the first one, let's talk about Chargers and Texans. I think we kind of know where this one's going. I got the Chargers beating the Texans. Um. Well, if healthy, it's no debate at all. Um, but so we're saying seeing, anything. So you're saying something otherwise. I'm not saying anything <laughs> otherwise, but just the Chargers are very banged up right now with the losses of Joey Bo. So we see how Justin Herbert's been impacted. Keenan Allen's also hurt, and just uh, um and um the their cornerback from New England, he's still out. So they they're just dealing with a lot right now. And Rashawn Slater, I, be, I believe, tore something, and so it's just yeah, they're very banged up right now. I'm not saying the Texans are going to take this game because I think they're going to have to overperform by a lot to win, but... So you're saying a hot take now. Oh, man. So you're saying hot take Texans <laughs> over the Chargers. You know, okay, I'm going to go with it. I might as well just start <laughs> what I'm saying. Um, The Texans with Davis Mills, Brandon Cooks, Damian Pierce, that offense, hopefully I'm right. Hopefully I'm right. I think they're going to win this game. Wow. Wow. So we have our first major, major hot take here. Caden has the Texans over the Chargers, which, you know what, it's not that off. You know, that's not out of this world. The Texans defense is looking pretty solid, actually. They're not bad. And I do get the Chargers are a little banged up, but I just, I don't know. They still have Austin Eckler. Keaton Allen might be coming back. Mike Williams, that should be good enough, hopefully. And now we have a great AFC South matchup with the Titans and the Colts. Who do you have this one? 
Um, the Colts are coming off of a very, very nice win against the Kansas City Chiefs, and it, they're looking to continue this way. I believe that the Colts with Matt Ryan are looking to compete. And if they keep bringing the same energy that they have, while Derrick Henry and the Titans do have a solid offense and an even better defense, I think that the overall matchup will go to the Colts. I do agree with you for this one. Indianapolis will take this one over the Titans. The Titans offense still looks a little stagnant, a little lackluster. Derrick Henry, I don't know, just something with him just doesn't seem right. He looks a little slower. It feels like he lost that first touch, that yeah. first step that he has. Although um, he did put up a really good game last week. He did play a great game, but just overall, that offense just, no, no, it doesn't it, it sit looks dry. right with me. It, it looks, looks dry. It really does look dry. The wide receiver depth isn't really that good. Um, mm-hmm. Robert Woods, Traylon Burks, they're okay, but... Not I mean, wide receiver ones, in my opinion. No, they're not wide receiver ones. Tannehill has looked horrible, so... Yeah, I think the Colts should take this one. Not too decisively, though. I would say in a low-scoring 20-14 to 14 win for the Colts. And now we have a great AFC matchup right here. The oh, Bills yeah. and the Ravens. I'll let you go first. Okay. Well, we both know that these teams are atop the conference in the AFC. Both of them are going to be in the playoffs this year. And each of their quarterbacks is an MVP candidate as of right now. So this is going to be a battle. Both mobile quarterbacks, both have wide receiver and tight end weapons. And, man, I don't know. This this will be an interesting game for sure. Um, In my mind... The Bills' defense, while healthy, is better than the Ravens, but the Ravens, as of right now, they're clicking on all cylinders. So I'm going to take the Ravens in this game. I think it's going to be a very close game, but I think I'll say that the Ravens are going to take it 24-21. to I have the Bills taking over this game and defeating the Ravens, so I'm going to contradict your point. Uh, Josh Allen has been looking great. They're not playing in 100 degrees weather anymore, so I think they should be just fine on offense. I'm just worried about the Ravens secondary. That's only the reason why I have the Bills taking this one is because from past years, we always thought this Ravens secondary was one of the best in the league. They have shut down corners, shut down safeties. The pass rush is going to you know, help them get interceptions, coverages on their defense. But this Ravens secondary is ranked la- dead last in yeah. the they, league. They, they definitely have some horrible. things to figure out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, Kyle Hamilton, he's been okay he has some bright spots, but they also has some really negative spots that he's shown during his rookie campaign so far. And I don't know what it is about this Ravens secondary. I'm not sure what it is. Is it injuries? Is it defensive scheming? Because they've I, been letting up a I, lot I, of I, I think it's injuries for sure. Um, while they still haven't gotten their complete um, defense back, I, I think watching the game that they had against New England last week, they looked mighty good. Um, Marlon Humphrey had a stellar game that week and i think that he's gonna be a key piece in this ravens win in my books um and i still think that bills are a little bit unhealthy on defense so we'll see who's ready and available but i'll take the bill the not the bills i'll take the ravens still all right let's dive a little deeper into this game let's do a little stat check so you have josh allen over 250 yards or not um Passing yards, I say yes. Yes? Yes. I think he will go over 250 passing yards for sure with having Gabriel Davis back healthy, Stephon Diggs, and just having his um, his his running backs also having the receiving options with James Cook and Dawson Knox is also back and healthy. I think he'll definitely hit the 250 mark. And our last podcast or last episode, we said Diggs is our offensive player of the year yeah. so far. So do you have Diggs over 100 yards this game? Honestly, Digs over 100? No. 
but I do have him getting wow. over 10 receptions to uh-huh. accommodate that. I think he'll get 10 res- around 10 receptions, 7 yards, and a touchdown. So he'll have a very, very solid game, but I do not see him getting over 100 yards against this um, Ravens secondary. Wow. I am yeah. flabbergasted. I don't know <laughs> what to say. Diggs should easily get over 100 yards. No question with how bad this Ravens secondary is. There's no question. They're not able to. Marlon Humphrey, great. Stephon Diggs is still going to torch him. He's torched Ramsey week one. It's not going to matter. There's no way he should not get over 100 yards. Him him specifically, Diggs is the type of player. We know he's, he's, he's on any given night able to get 100 yards. But with Gabriel Davis back and being healthier this week, I think that he's going to take a larger piece. And... Well, I like like I said, um, he's not he's gonna he's still gonna get the same target rate. In in fact, maybe even more. It's just not gonna be longer distances. He's gonna get below 100 yards in my book. Wow, wow, wow! And I was looking to what my MVP candidate was for this season, Lamar Jackson. Do you think he's gonna <laughs> go over 100 rushing yards this game? Um, no, no, no. Um, the defensive line, I feel like for the Bills is probably their biggest strength and so we've seen LeBron break out the pocket all the time but this defensive line is going to put pressure on him and pressure comes quick so I think he's going to be under for sure okay I do agree Lamar Jackson under 100 rushing yards but I think he's going to play great on the rushing side as well as offensively but I think the Bills game plan for this week is still I don't know what the stigma is, but a lot of defenses still want Lamar Jackson to throw the ball rather than run. So I feel like the Bills are still going to try to force Lamar Jackson to throw the ball. So And because of that, you got to look out for Mark Andrews. Oh, he's going to have a great game for sure. Yeah. All right, so let's move on to our next slate of games. We have the Jets and the Steelers. <laughs> Who do you have taking this one? Okay, well, we know both of these teams are not really looking to contend this year. The but, battle of the mids. Battle but, of the mid. I, I've seen the Jets show a lot of promise, and whether it's Garrett Wilson, whether it's their newfound, um, new newfound player in um, Sauce Gardner, mm-hmm. they have a lot of pieces. So you have the Jets taking this one. I do. I think the Jets will take this one. This one's a weird one because I don't know which one to choose. Zach Wilson's coming back for the Jets, so I'm not too sure how he's going to play. I think Kenny Pickett's going to take over the starting spot over Mitch Trubisky for this game. So I don't know. It's going to be really weird to predict which one is which, but I'm just going to go with the Steelers just because the Steelers' defense, I feel like it's going to cause a lot of problems for Zach Wilson on his first game back of the season. That's going to be a main reason why I think the Steelers are going to win. Najee Harris, I think he's going to have a great bounce-back game. I think over 75 rushing yards for Najee Harris, but it's going to be a really, really low-scoring game. I'm yeah. going to say I can agree with that. 14-10 Steelers. And for a score prediction, I'll I'll say, let's say 17-14. 17-14. 17-14 Jets. All right. And we have a great AFC West matchup now. We have the Broncos and the Raiders at the yes. Raiders. What yes, do you have taking do. this one? Okay. Well, these, these two teams, we know the AFC West going into this year was going to be different. Like every team in the division had the capabilities to contend. Mm-hmm. Now we've seen, we've seen potentially the downfall. And the uprising of a couple. And while the Broncos are fighting to go to the top, the the um, Raiders are struggling to get there mm-hmm. as their own three right now. And in my mind, that makes me think that there's there's going to try and be a bounce back game. Like, they're due for a win. And whether it's going to be Derek Carr just going crazy, which we've seen in the past. Mm-hmm. And honestly, Devontae Adams has yet to have a dominant game where he's just unguardable. And... Uh, like they have so many weapons Josh Jacobs Darren Waller they're 
offense is loaded, but they just can't seem to find connections and targets. And I don't know. The, uh, the Raiders' defense looks also a little bit suspect, too. And we've seen Russell Wilson, while he hasn't been the same player that he was, he's still making plays. And so while I think this is going to be a very competitive game, I think that the Raiders will win 28-27. As much as I love the Broncos and I'm a Broncos fan, the Broncos just does not play well at the Raiders. So I do agree I'm going to take the Raiders winning the first game of the season against the Broncos as much as I hate to say. <laughs> no, it really does suck because I love the Broncos, but uh, this offense just looks so horrible right now. It's really It really makes me mad because they have so many weapons, so many top players in each position. It's just, uh, it's not clicking. There's something not it. And I don't think they're going to be clicking at Raiders at Las Vegas when all the fans are just cheering, man. booing them. Yeah. So it's and the Raiders fan base, fight. man, probably one of the most impactful fan bases in the entirety of the NFL. We know oh, yeah. We know they get down to the nitty gritty and we've seen them show up in even um, other team stadiums and take that over too. So Raiders Nation, I think you guys will have a dub this weekend. Yeah, but I have a big take for this one though I don't think that Renfro or Devonta Adams are going to be the key factors of why I think Darren Waller is going to be the main reason why they're able to win this game the linebackers for the Broncos they have a problem of guarding tight ends throughout multiple seasons not even this year last year or the year before that it's just just in general the linebackers are not that good in coverage and quarterbacks are great Pat Sertain the secondary great phenomenal so that's why Adams and Renfro, they're not going to have the biggest of games. They're going to still get their yards. But the main reason why I do think the Raiders are going to win this one, Darren Wall is going to have a great game against them, which is the main reason why they're going to win. I, I agree with you on that. I think Darren Wall is also due for a big game as well. He's been a little a little rocky toward the start, but we know Darren Waller. We know what he's capable of. And like you said, the linebacker and linebackers and coverage for the Broncos, probably not their strong suit, especially against Darren Waller. But... We've seen also Hunter Renfro struggle a lot recently, whether oh, yeah. it's ball security or just in general mm-hmm. on missed catches. Um, while I think Darren Waller is going to be a huge contribution in what I think will be a Raiders win, I think Devontae Adams will have a solid game as well. For sure. All right, and let's move on to the Browns and the Falcons. Who do you have taking this one? Hmm. Um, I am a very, very big supporter of the Falcons this season because I am fascinated by Drake London and Kyle Pitts, but Kyle Pitts has been a little questionable to start the season. Um, Mariota as well. He's been solid. He's, he's a solid player. Yeah, and I think he's getting a chance to prove himself as the quarterback, but this this Browns defense, they're starting to figure it out, and the offense is just looking good as well with Chubb and Hunt, and Amari Cooper is starting to fit in as well. I think Jacoby Brissett will lead this team to a win. I have an upset alert for this one. I have the Falcons taking the win over the Browns. And my reason why is Miles Garrett, he's questionable to play because we all know earlier this week he got into a car crash, which, you know, if you saw the footage or the photo, his car got pretty beat up. So because of that, I think he's he's probably going to take the week off just for this game. And that's really going to limit the pass rush for the Cleveland Browns. And for the Falcons... Mariota's been looking pretty good, actually. He's not looking bad. He's been pretty solid. His dual threat ability to run and make passes, and his rushing game is actually near the top of the league, actually. So Mariota's been playing great. Um, Drake Lennon has been playing stellar for his rookie campaign, and Kyle Pitts is due for a big game as well. Yeah. I don't think the linebackers for the Browns are 
you know, able to cover him. They're great rushing the quarterback. I would give him that, but covering, just like the Denver Broncos, they're not great covering tight ends as well, which I'm going to give them the upset. The Falcons will take the win over the Browns. And one thing to point out as well, if Garrett's out, and I believe Jadavion Clowney's going to be out, their pass rush is going to be very, very dry. And we've seen Mariota thrives in coming out of the pocket. So oh, yeah. I, he will definitely have a very good game against the Browns defense. All right, let's move on to another AFC and NFC matchup. We have the Eagles at home taking against the Jaguars. And I'll go first. I have the Eagles winning this one. No doubt about it. Jalen Hurts looking like a number one QB in the league. Early MVP candidate for you, Caden. But it's not going to be a blowout. Jacksonville is not the same Jaguars. Definitely not. Yeah, Yeah. Jacksonville has not been the same Jaguars that we've been seeing. But I think this is the game where they're kind of coming back to earth. This Eagles defense is going to really haunt Trevor Lawrence, putting a lot of pressure on him. So even though I don't think it might be a blowout, I'm, it's, it probably might be a pretty big marginal game. I would say, I would say like twenty-eight to fourteen, because the Eagles have been looking so good right now. No, they have. And honestly, going off of that, I agree with you in the fact that I think the Eagles are going to win this game. However. I think it's going to be very close. I think Trevor Lawrence has been stellar to start the season, and so has Marvin Jones and James Robinson in those respective roles. And Travis Etienne, he's also been very solid as well. And their defense with Josh Allen, and um, I, I, I still have some question marks around Trevon, Trevon Walker, but that defense is looking better and improved compared to last few seasons. And so I think this will be a closer game than people may think in which the Eagles will take this game 35-28, to 20, 28, we'll say. All right, and let's quickly run through some other games as well. The London game, Vikings against Saints. I think the Vikings are going to take this one pretty easily. No question about it. Anything else from you? Um, the Vikings, I think, will take this game as well, but don't expect the Saints to leave it. All, they'll leave it all, on the, all, all out on the field. Gotcha. Cowboys and Commanders. I think we all know Cowboys should easily win this one. I actually think the Commanders will upset. No and shot. Only because I am very fond of how Carson Wentz has been playing to start this year. I think he's been not... I don't want to relate him to his MVP season, but I think he will have a very good game against this Cowboys defense, although they are probably the biggest pass, pass rush heavy defense in the league. But... The Commanders have looked good. Honestly, they've dropped a couple games so far, but in those games, they've looked good. So I think they will have a surprise of a win this game. Gotcha. All right, let's go to our Sunday night game. We have the Chiefs against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Who do you have winning this one? Oof. Um, well, Mike Evans is back, mm-hmm. and that gives Brady a, one of his favorite options to throw to back. Chris Godwin's still questionable, so we're un- unknown about him right now. Um... I'll expect them to be healthy, though, and I'll make the prediction off them being healthy as well. Um, I think that Tampa Bay Buccaneers will take this game, and I think the Chiefs will struggle in back-to-back losses, but we know the Chiefs. We know Patrick Mahomes. We know what they're about. Andy Reid leading that team. They're going to be back, but I do see the Tampa Bay Buccaneers taking this game. Well, I would hope that Kansas City loses because I'm a Denver fan, (laughs) and we'll take the number one seed if we win, but no, I do think Kansas City is going to win this one. Uh, Mainly part two honestly it's not even about gameplay i think i think that this location would have to be moved to minneapolis as we saw the reports the hurricane in florida it's oh, going yeah. to be a plague factor so 
It looks like the Hurricanes getting worse too. There, there, so there's there's no think, way they're playing in the Hurricanes. Yeah, I don't think that they're going to be playing in Tampa Bay. So because of that, Tampa Bay doesn't get their home field advantage. So they're going to be playing on even ground. And because they're on even ground, I do think that Kansas City is going to be the winner because the offense looks, the offense is better than Tampa Bay as of right now. Uh, defensively, I do like Tampa Bay over Kansas City, but this Tampa Bay offense just feels off. Kind of like the Titans. It does. Something just doesn't feel right. However, I think it's mainly because of health concerns. And mm. that's when what's plagued them so far with their two top wide receiver options. But even week one, Tampa Bay against Cowboys, where they're all there. Something still looked off. Mike Evans had only one touchdown. But just the way they're moving the ball just a little looks a little stagnant. You know, something looks like something's not clicking between the wide receivers and Tom Brady. So. True, true, true. Because of the chemistry with Kansas City with all of its players right now, I do think that they're going to overcome this great Tampa Bay defense and take the game. And let's move on to uh, the New England Patriots and Green Bay. Who do you have winning that game? Um, well, we know the type of quarterback Aaron Rodgers is. Stellar quarterback. And honestly, the, one of the top ones of all time. Like, there's no comparing anyone to Aaron Rodgers. However, no more Devontae Adams. No more weapons. As, at least compared to what he's had in years past. Um... Mac Jones is also questionable. I think the Patriots will lose this game and the Green Bay will take it, but I think it'll be closer than people think. I think it's going to be like a 20-17 to 17 victory for the Green Bay Packers. I got the Green Bay Packers winning this game as well, even though no Devontae Adams. I feel like these past couple of weeks, Aaron Rodgers is figuring out who his wide receiver one are, and he has a lot of great options. Alan Lazard, Romeo Dubs, they're all solid options for Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron Rodgers can make anything happen, so I don't have any questions about that. Um, Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, they're probably one of the best one-two punches in the NFL in terms of running backs. So I think they'll be just fine. They should easily take this one against the Patriots. Yeah. All right, let's have, let's have for our last game of Week 4. We have the Monday Night matchup, L.A. Rams against San Francisco. Who do you have winning that one? Um... I really think that looking at the Niners, there's something missing from them. Whether it's the communication, but Garoppolo just looked like very, very bad in their last game. And as we know, the Rams are coming off of a Super Bowl win. So I think that the Rams are going to take this game for sure. But the Niners will make it competitive. Interesting. I have an upset again. I have the 49ers taking this one over the Rams. Just because every time the Rams play at the 49ers, the 49ers are always more physical, always, you know, they always look like they want it more over the Rams when they're at home. And Kittle. Kittle is oh, yeah. going to play this week. But I think there is an injury with Nick Bosa. Not sure if he's playing this mm-hmm. game, but they're definitely going to be competitive in their home stadium. Yeah, for this game, Jeff Wilson's, if, Jeff Wilson's the number one back. So Jeff Wilson will have a great game against the Rams. Just because every time they play at the 49ers, the 49ers just always run it down the Rams' throat. Like, they're always just like going, they're, they're physical, they're physical. Yeah. Like, they're going to, wide receiver-wise, too, Debo Samuel's one of the most physical wide receivers yeah. out there in the league. So, even if Debo Samuel's catching the ball, running the ball, he's going to go through your chest. Uh-huh. Same thing with Jeff Wilson, same thing with Kittle. Like, they're all just going to go super physical against this Rams' defense. It's going to wear them down. And this 49ers crowd is going to be really loud too. So, And yeah, please do yourself a favor. If you guys have Debo Samuel on your fantasy teams, please start him. Because he, he's going <laughs> to have a hell of a game. Gotcha, gotcha. So let's go with our top house player of the week. I feel like we 
It's been long overdue. We haven't had a shout out to one of these top players, but who do you have as your top health player of the week? Um, so after reviewing some of the possible options, um, I'm going to give it to Mark Andrews because I, I watched the Patriots game because I'm a fan, but man, he had two touchdowns, two very pivotal touchdowns. And just whenever Lamar needed something to happen, he was there and he made the play. So he really didn't do anything bad. All positives from him this game. So I'm going to give it to him. I'm going to give it to his teammate, Lamar Jackson, as my top house player of the week. My early MVP candidate, Lamar Jackson. Again, another stellar performance showing you why he should be the front runner for MVP this season. Over 100 yards on the ground. Four touchdowns. Four passing touchdowns from Lamar Jackson. A guy that's deemed as, oh, he cannot throw. He's only a runner. Four touchdowns, amazing. And he also had a rushing touchdown as well. He's doing everything yeah. for this Baltimore Ravens team. I'm not sure if you saw the stat. He literally has more touchdowns than pretty much every single NFL franchise right now, except mm-hmm. for like one. So this guy's been stellar, unbelievable. He is my top house player of the week. Now let's get a little controversial. <laughs> Who's your low house player of the week? Um... I, I looked around a little bit and I came to the conclusion of one person who had a pretty disappointing game and honestly expectations for him going into the season with a new quarterback he was supposed to start off a little bit better in my opinion um and that man is DJ Moore he had one reception total on six targets and two yards I think for a former like I, I put him in the uh, Pro Bowl conversation a lot because of how he's played in the last couple of years. Only having two yards to your name. Mm, he, he did have 13 rushing yards, but a total of 15 yards. That's not it for someone of his caliber, in my opinion. Pretty disappointing. I do agree. DJ Moore, a little lackluster to start out this season. You probably won't get this one, though. My low house player of the week is not a player. I have the Chargers and the Raiders as my low house player of the week. The Chargers, what are you doing? How do you lose to the Jaguars 38-10 to at home when you're healthy? My goodness. That is not Super Bowl favorites yeah. to me. That is I mean, that's unbelievable. To be fair, they were healthy entering the game, but they sustained quite a bit of injuries throughout. But still, still that's no excuse. You still lost no by 28 yeah. points to the Jacksonville yeah. Jaguars. Like, come it's, on. It's no excuse, but certainly they were not at full strength. But yeah. And the Raiders... How do you start 0-3? Like, come on. You have Devontae Adams. You have one of the best offenses in the league. How do you start 0-3? You, like, you literally let up a lead 20-0 to yeah. against Arizona. You let that go. You lost to the Chargers. And, you know, just this past week, you lost to the Titans, who's been struggling as well. So, mm-hmm. Raiders, welcome to my low house player of the week. You guys are horrible. Yeah. I hope you guys lose to Denver because <laughs> I'm a Denver Broncos fan. Hope you guys start 0-4. <laughs> and honestly, like... Seeing that they were one win away from the playoffs, and they actually ended up making the playoffs, losing to the Bengals, um, and then adding arguably the best wide receiver in all of football, and then Chandler Jones, who's a top five in his respective possession position, in my opinion, there's just no excuse for starting out 0-3, especially when you're not playing only teams in your division. Oh, yeah. So, for the head coach for the Las Vegas Raiders, how long do you think he's on the seat for? Um... If, I, I think if they lose this upcoming game, he's getting fired. I think to start 0-4 with such team, especially against the matchups that they've had, you should at least be winning. Not not even saying that you have to have a winning record, but at least one win, man. You know? Yeah, like, yeah. going 0-4 to start the season with that group is just... Man, Josh McDaniels, man. 
<laughs> oh man yeah i think if he loses this game against denver he's out of here and we'll see where that goes and remember you're not welcome back on the patriots <laughs> <laughs> and that is all for today and for more episodes check out top house podcast on spotify i'm how to chill along with kaden with and we'll see you next time